We're back. It's a little bit past the 6.30 time frame here on a Thursday night. I hope everyone is doing well. My name is Nate Williams. Glad to be with you. And we have uh, Stuart on the other side of the glass for this last half hour. He always does a great job, our producer, making sure everything sounds good. And if you were growing up during a certain time frame... You remember the old flannel graph, flannel board type stuff that they used in Sunday school classes, right? Where you had these figures that were kind of cut out. You would have the sheep and the disciples and Jesus, maybe crowds, different figures, depending on the story. And you would move them around to illustrate whatever passage you were talking about that day. Just kind of fuzzy, sticky kind of things you put on a board and you moved them around and uh, I I enjoyed the stories. I love Sunday school and Wednesday night classes and whatever it tended to be at the time. And there's a problem though with some of the stuff. Not not the not the material. I'm not saying oh no the 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 felt type stuff is sinful. No, sometimes the fault is how we tell the stories because you can hear a sermon or read the Bible. And you are led into a type of moralism, a type of legalism. It's called uh, the killer bees, be better or be like. And so we'll read the story of David during one of his good moments or Paul and Acts, Peter, the disciples when they got things right in the Gospels, which was rare, but, but they would do something nice from time to time. Noah, the prophets, any figure, Samuel, all that. And sometimes you'll hear those stories and you would come away with, oh, I just need to be like so-and-so. I need to be like David when, when he's brave. And I need to be like Paul as he evangelizes. And that's part of the killer bees. Be good, be better, be like. And you were left with fixing your eyes on some earthly figure. But I think we've gotten better recently with this problem, avoiding legalism, avoiding fixing our eyes upon human characters in the Bible who admittedly often messed up. And I think what we do is we're trying to see the character of Jesus, the love of Jesus in the Bible characters, to where Jesus is always the point. And so here's an article from the Gospel Coalition, which kind of got me thinking about these things. And this is from Joe Carter. I'm a pastor from the old school, specifically the old Sunday school. Back in my day, Sunday school lessons for children too often followed a distinct pattern. Introduce a Bible character discern his or her moral compass, and draw out practical life lessons we can emulate. Take Noah, for instance, a paragon of obedience whose ark-building venture was an exercise in radical trust in God's command. The moral for us, be like Noah by trusting and obeying. So, so that's a problem, right? Be like Noah. Well, ultimately the answer is no. We don't want to be like Noah. Who should we want to be like? Instead of seeing ourselves as the heroes of these narratives, we begin to see Christ as the ultimate fulfillment of every figure. 
We no longer see ourselves as David slaying Goliath. Instead, we recognize that, as uh, Tim Keller famously said, Jesus is the true and better David whose victory becomes his people's victory, though they never lifted a stone to accomplish it themselves. Such a Christ-type reading remains a welcome corrective to the do-better moralism that frequently plagued the old approach. Yet as Mitch Chase observes, seeing Jesus on every page of Scripture doesn't preclude us from learning moral and practical wisdom from these accounts. So I hope you see what happened there. When it comes to David, and he was very brave with Goliath, instead of going to your Sunday school class or your congregation and say, hey, be brave. Hey, be like David. Do better. Try harder. Instead, you look and you see Jesus in the passage. You see that Jesus, that the love of Jesus, the strength of Jesus, Jesus is present. Jesus is the true and better David, whose victory becomes his people's victory, and though they never lifted a stone to accomplish it themselves. And, and the figures in the Bible become Christological Christ types. So, for example, Noah, what did Noah do? Noah, he saved, really, his, his family. He built an ark. And he survived the flood. And from Noah, the rest of humanity finds its ultimate, you know, its end genealogically, right? And so instead of saying, hey, look how great Noah is, we see that Noah is a type of Christ. You know, Noah built the ark, and the ark saved humanity. Christ provides salvation for us from our sins, and he saves us from our sins. And so we want to see Christ in the story of Noah. You can do that with Joseph as well. And, and David, obviously, David was a king who foreshadowed Christ the king. And you do that with the prophets and the priests to where you see Jesus in every part of Scripture. Now, you don't want to force it. You know, you can take this kind of thinking too far, where the Bible mentions that, uh, you know, whatever, this sandal was used or that rock was moved or whatever to where we're like, oh, my goodness, Jesus is a sandal, and he is the grains of sand in the desert. And you you can take things too far and get too allegorical. But it's a good approach to avoid moralizing and and legalizing, like, hey, be like this person, try harder. It's like, no, we want to be like Christ. Christ is our example in all things. So here are five ways to, to use this biblical approach. And I'm open to being wrong. Maybe the other way of, of, of teaching stories, maybe you like that better. If so, like, let me know. You can text in 205-941-1011. Let me know if you agree or disagree. I'm, I'm not going to get offended. I'm, I'm okay. I'm a big boy sometimes. Anyways, there are five principles to have this biblical approach of seeing Christ through the lives of the characters in the Bible. Number one, present the characters as they're portrayed in the Bible. 
A common problem with the old-school approach was presenting biblical characters as one-dimensional paragons of righteousness, rather than as com complex figures who often struggled with sin and failure. Accurate portrayal resonates more with the human condition, providing relatable examples that can inspire believers. The flaws of biblical characters don't disqualify them as moral examples. Instead, they offer a realistic depiction of God's grace at work in imperfect people. That is major. The Bible characters are flawed, except for Jesus. So we lift up Paul and we're like, man, if only we could be like Paul. Well, Paul was sinful too. Um, he had his crabby moments. He had his moments where he didn't show fellow workers grace and mercy. We see that when he was butting heads with Barnabas and Acts over John Mark. Do we include him? Does he come with us? What do we do? Barnabas and Paul disagreed. And from the sound of it, Barnabas was right. Uh, Paul was sometimes cranky and impatient. You had the one girl in Acts who was following them around, and uh, and it just she had a demon, and he was getting impatient with her. She was being obnoxious with her proclamations. And then he says, eventually, it looks like out of impatience and not love, eventually he casts the demon out of her. So Paul's not perfect either. And what we have to do is portray Bible characters as real people. They're not one-dimensional. They're not perfect outside of Jesus. And when we say, hey, go be like that person, if you're just like David, if you're just like Paul, it would all be okay, that kind of does them a disservice because it shows that we're not reading our Bibles carefully when we kind of give these blanket endorsements as opposed to portraying them as human, flawed, deeply flawed, like you and me. We mess up all the time. So let's teach Bible characters as they appear in the Bible. And very rarely are people perfect in the Bible unless there's just a few details about them, very little's explained. And so they come onto the scene, they do one or two good things, and they leave. Other than those minimal secondary characters where they're not developed enough to be fully human uh, or portrayed as fully human, outside of those, most of the major characters are very flawed as well. Think of Peter. That's another good example. Anyways, we're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to go over the five principles to have this biblical nuanced approach that focuses on Christ rather than any specific human in the Bible. This is Truth 101.1 FM, Priority Talk, Good News, Christian Values. Priority Talk. Here at Priority Talk, we're showcasing our longest-running advertiser and good friend of the show, Today's Family Dentistry, your family hometown dental practice, conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians and a friendly staff who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with all the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield, all kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment at 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry, located in downtown Coleman, directly behind the Coleman County Courthouse. That's 256-739-3337. 
Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly hometown dentist in Coleman. Hey everybody, this is Kurt Cameron and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. As we near the end of the show, remember we're on Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7. We'll be back tomorrow and uh, glad to do so. Love talking with you about all sorts of things, news, politics, ministry, culture, Bible, theology, all the good stuff. And what we've been talking about for the last little bit is being careful not to, to be moralistic when it comes to the Bible. Sometimes we can teach Bible stories in kind of a one-dimensional flat way. We look at someone like David or Paul, and at the end of the story, the lesson is be like David and be like Paul. Be better. Try harder. Do more. And we miss quite the opportunity to, to, to point people to Christ. That it is the love and the strength and, and, and the character of Jesus that is commendable in all of us. Not not what we bring to the table. I'm not special in and of my, myself. The, the things I do, the things I say, whoa, look at me, be like me. No, it's to be like Christ. And anything good I do or say, it is Christ within me. It is the love of Christ showing through me to where When you watch my life, if I do anything good at all, I want you to bring glory to God. I want you to see Jesus more fully through me, not so that you can walk away and be like, oh man, I want to be like Nate. That's not not it. That's not right. And so we want to be careful not to do that with Bible characters too. We want to see Jesus in the Old Testament and the New Testament. That's, that's what we're trying to do. And so we're talking about five ways of, of five principles to have this biblical approach. Number one was covered in the first segment. We want to present characters as they're portrayed in the Bible. We want to be realistic and real as opposed to just uh, just covering over the rough spots that we all have, including the famous people in the Bible. Then number two, trust that God knew what details to share in the Bible stories, the narratives, the the people that that are covered in the Bible, that God tells us the details that he wanted to tell us. And some things we're we're never going to know. Sometimes if you're a part of a Bible study or Sunday school, a class, the, the conversation will devolve into pure conjecture. Well, I wonder what Paul did here. And I wonder what David did there, and and Noah, and and Samuel, and Samson, and whoever it is. And and the questions will start to just go outside the realm of what's knowable. And some of that's fun. It's good conversation. It's cutting up, having fun. I wonder what this person was like, and I wonder what they did in that situation. But we have to be careful not to to go too far in that direction, because... It doesn't really do any good. It's not very fruitful. 
So we trust that God shared the details that he wanted us to know. And beyond that, unless you're just, it's all in good fun, don't focus too much on the other stuff because what good does it do for you? The number three, include a whole Bible approach to character analysis. By, uh, biblical characters in the Old Testament are often embedded in narratives that include divine commentary and consequences for their actions, which provide clear moral evaluations. Sometimes we need to draw on other parts of Scripture, such as Proverbs, uh, that it more explicitly outline the outcomes of righteous and wicked behaviors. By applying the basic and fundamental rule of biblical interpretation, the, the clear things in the Bible can interpret the difficult things in the Bible. We can bring other passages to bear on the actions of biblical figures. For example, Proverbs warns against the seduction of the adulterous woman and the perils of lust. This can help us understand the failings of Samson, who despite his great strength failed to guard his heart and was ultimately led to ruin by Delilah. And so this principle is, is, is wise. Use the whole Bible when you're examining a character in the Bible. Sometimes, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone else, when we read the Bible and we read about uh, maybe Isaiah or Jeremiah or uh, doubting Thomas, we'll just stay in the passages that talk about that person. Nothing's wrong about that. I understand. We don't have all the time in the world. But when possible, incorporate the whole Bible or, as, as this article states, uh, you know, maybe Proverbs or whatever else that can help you when you're examining and studying any individual person. Try to use the whole Bible, if you can, whatever's relevant and, and, and the time that you have to study. Number four, use this method to reinforce the truth that the righteous obeyed in the power of God. One of the pitfall, uh, pitfalls of the moral approach to be avoided is to act as if Noah, David, and other heroes of the faith were obedient in their own strength. But the, but the Bible makes clear that what sets them apart was they responded to God in faith. It was because, quote, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord, end quote, that he was able to obey in the face of wickedness, and because God called Abram and Moses that they were holy. Just like you and me, none of the Old Testament saints could be holy apart from the sovereign work of God in their hearts. They needed God's power just like we do. This is so important. This is so helpful to not moralize the Bible characters that it's the righteousness of God that helped them to be righteous, that, that made it possible for them to be righteous. So it's not like, hey, David was strong, be strong like David. No, David was strong because the grace of God and the favor of God allowed him to be strong. So all glory goes to God. And when we pray, Father, thank you for allowing David to be righteous through you, your grace, your mercy, your favor. And may you, by your Holy Spirit, help me to, to, to live as I should by your power, 
not my own. Do you see how that changes things as opposed to look at Abraham, go be like Abraham? It's like, no, we see God moving through the stories in the Bible. And then number five, use the moral example method to read the Old Testament in a more Christ-centered way. Many of the main characters in the Old Testament serve as types. I talked about types in the previous segment before the last break. They serve as types that show us what Christ would be and do. That's why the formula of Jesus is the better and greater, insert Bible person, is a helpful typological shortcut. Their lives are signposts pointing toward the ultimate moral example found in Jesus. Yet before we attempt to read these Bible figures by using them as types, we need to see them as humans. They aren't fictional characters or abstractions of human characteristics. They were real flesh and blood, men and women. By fully understanding them as moral agents, we gain a better understanding of and appreciation for Jesus, the better and greater moral person they point us to. Again, use that formula. Jesus is the better and the greater insert Bible person. So Peter, Peter was bold, right? He had energy and enthusiasm. We love it. Jesus is the better and the greater Peter. Who else? Who else do we like? We see John. John was, again, zealous and passionate. And if you believe him and what he says in, 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 in the New Testament, he was also a lot faster than Peter, right? He made sure to write that in the gospel, which always cracks me up. He, he made sure to get to the tomb first anyways. So, so John was a great person, right? Jesus is the better and the greater John. Now you do that with everyone. And what this does is through the stories, we learn more about Jesus working in the lives of these people. We see Jesus through the way that they live, the example that they set, and it causes us to worship God more deeply, not for us to try harder, to be better. Again, the killer bees, be good, be like, do more. I guess do more isn't a bee, but you get what I'm saying. Avoid that. We need the love, the strength of Christ. We need the transformation of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're after. Anyways, just some of my thoughts. The the article, if you want to look it up, Gospel Coalition, Joe Carter, Old School Lesson for New Sunday School Teachers. I thought I, I learned a lot from it. Anyways, we're coming to the end of our show, Priority Talk. Glad you could be with us. It's wonderful. Uh, it's enjoyable. Love talking about the Bible and, and reading scripture and uh, all that good stuff. So be praying. Be active in your local church. I always end the show this way. Look to see God moving in your life and in the lives of others. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure to tune in to Priority Talk with I'm going